Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You. I am your host, Susie Dean. Hi, everybody. Today on the podcast, we have Julia. You might know her as Magical Learning Adventure on social media. We had so much fun kicking it. We cover topics like what it's like for her teaching basically without admin right now, our college personalities, our chill girl eras, and I share a story of the first time I went drinking around the world in Epcot, threw up out of my nose but then met Mickey Mouse. So you're going to want to stick around for that one. I hope you guys have just as much fun listening as I did chatting. Enjoy. Tell me about your day at work. It's been okay. a fever dream every day. It has been. It. I explain it like I have, I started teaching a month before COVID started in February of 2020. And oh, you somehow this has still been even crazier. No. Um, Give me yes. an example. Okay, so let's think. Okay, so it's like things have been unhinged, but it's not because of my students. It's just like all of the outside things, which for me makes it a little bit easier because I'm like, okay, you know, in my class, we have some peace, but it's just all of the extra things. Like personal life things, admin things, coworker things. Well, presently um, where I work, we do not have a principal. Or we have a we have a substitute principal. We do not have a vice principal, so we don't have admin at the present time, which is insane. It's just I just feel like so many teachers are piecing out, yeah. which I get. Yeah. But also, I'm like, you're leaving us behind. What is your culture at your school like? Is it like collaborative? Like, are are people trucking along and trying their best, or? is admin and teachers like totally disconnected? We are pretty solid. So um, I think it's just the reason that it feels so beyond this year is just because it's all happening at once. Mm -hmm. It's like every scenario where you're like, that's absolutely insane. They're all just happening together at once. You have some teacher besties to lean on. Oh, 100%. So that makes it, I think that that's the only reason that... I'm able to just like, okay, this is so silly. (laughs) I would totally choose spending an entire lunch period with a teacher friend or before school with a teacher friend over planning for the day. I was totally fine with sacrificing prep time to be with teacher friends because it was so healing and comforting. And I remember I had an extra period compared to other teachers. So I didn't really get to connect with other teachers a lot. So it was so easy to become an island. Mm-hmm. I think that all of my teaching problems were only mine. And it yes. just feels good to talk to your teacher friends and like know that you're dealing with the same thing, you know? Oh my goodness, yes. Or to just be able to like go into someone's room like after school or like after you all find out something insane and just be like, yes. what? Yes. The fuck? <laughs> like, do you think that this is crazy? I haven't even introduced you. Let's get oh, back. Hi. Who am I speaking with? Who are you? <laughs> What's your name? How do we know you? Tell me everything that you think is important and fun. I am Julia. Um, on social media, I go by Magical Learning Adventure, which <laughs> I just think is so fun. Like, I love, I love my like social media name. I am on TikTok and Instagram. And I've just been posting a lot of outfits. That's definitely something that kind of like keeps me going. I'm like, okay, this can be fun if I'm, you know, dressed in a fun way. 
Where did the name Magical Learning Adventure come from? Okay, so I, for like a long time before becoming like, I don't know, present on social media, wanted to have, like, that was my goal. I'm like, I want to have a successful social media account. And I was setting it all up. I'm like, I need like a good name. Like, I don't want it to be like teacher girl 333 or something. (laughs) I wanted it to be something that like wasn't my name. And I don't know, I just came up with Magical Learning Adventure. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then went from there. I don't know how I came up with it, but that was like my mindset behind it. I am going to be honest. I, when I was preparing for this interview, I scrolled back all the way back to your very first post on Instagram. <laughs> Cute. Facts about you. And they were fun. <laughs> because yes. I, I found out from my own observations and then later from a TikTok that you made recently that you have not always been into fashion the way that you are now. Right. Which is so fun now. Yes. Yes. Um, So tell me about that transformation. Within me, I like wanted to kind of be into fashion, but I just had a lot of those like, you know, things in my brain where it was like, oh, you know, you can't pull that off or, oh, that's weird. Like you shouldn't wear that. People are going to like look at you and think you're weird or like things like that. So I feel like within the past two years, I've kind of just been like, I'm, I don't care. (laughs) You know, I don't care what other people are going to think about me. I'm having a good time. I like the way that I'm dressing. And I think that that usually has like a positive response also, where it's like people can tell if you're comfortable. And so that makes them feel a little bit more comfortable being comfortable with who they are. There's been so many like unlearning experiences of the whole, I can't pull that off. I could like, you can wear that, but I can't. It's like, why? Why can't I? <laughs> Your so, series on, we, what is it called? We wear what we want because we like it? Yes, wearing what I want because I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I like that you said unlearning because I'm sure, I mean, was it a little bit uncomfortable for what, a couple weeks, months when you first started expressing yourself? Yeah, it definitely had to be like, okay, I'm going to wear this today. And, you know, if people kind of look at me weird, that's going to have to be okay. Just because they don't like what I'm wearing doesn't mean that I can't like what I'm wearing. I was kind of like telling myself, as long as this is something that's like appropriate to be wearing at school, you know, like I would never wear anything like inappropriate to school, but it's like, if it's a bright color or if it has ruffles or, you know, flowers on it, that kind of stuff, it's just, it's what you like. So you should wear it if it makes you feel good. Cause I mean, especially these days, it's like, if you have something that's going to make you feel good at work you should wear it (laughs) because we all need things that are going to make us feel good at work. It's amazing how much an outfit can change your attitude during out, during the course of a day. There would be times when I would curate an outfit that I just felt so put together and like with it and cute and fun. And I would wear it and I would feel that way all day and it would completely change the trajectory of my day. So I'm so glad that you're totally putting down outfits like this I'm sure you're feeling the same way and also it's so convenient that you're able to hone in on this part of yourself because what better environment to dress super fun than as a teacher see that's what I think and I think a lot of people like go into teaching thinking like I have to dress a certain way to be a teacher and it's like I mean once again you need to be appropriate 
But beyond that, I mean, there's no like specific way that teachers have to dress. Like if you want to wear a skirt and a, you know, a blouse and different patterns, different colors, uh, then you should. I first started teaching through Teach for America. And I remember when we were doing like our professional development during, they train you to be a teacher over six weeks over the summer called Institute for anyone that's listening that doesn't know. Oh, and for anyone that's listening that doesn't know, Teach for America is a opportunity to teach and it's a program under the americorps umbrella so it also kind of coincides with um the peace corps and you they take young usually fresh out of college adults to teach in low-income and underserved communities which is a good and a bad thing and that can be discussed at a later time anyway i was being trained to be a teacher during institute and they were, we had to show up to professional development and like button downs and slacks and business professional or business casual stuff. And it was so dumb. And they were like, this is how you're going to dress when you're a teacher. And if you're not dressing like this, then what does that say to your principal? And it just, I remember going into the classroom or starting in the classroom, my own classroom for the first couple of times. And I was like towing the line. I was wearing dresses and cover-ups, like not even that, not even that scandalous at all. <laughs> scandalous meaning like going against the professional dress code. And I was like, I'm not going to, if I don't feel comfortable in my personality in my classroom, if I can't move around the way that a teacher needs to, then I'm not, I'm not going to have fun here. My kids aren't going to have fun here. Teaching is such an opportunity to to really align with your personality. And then I was able to start dressing like my hippie dippy self and it was splendid. And then you also, I think there's a lot to say about becoming a new teacher and then finding your teacher personality too. Because yes. I have very, I had a very unusual teaching personality, especially because I was teaching high schoolers and everyone told me that it wouldn't work. Um, and it, totally did just being super lovey-dovey and uh social emotional learning focused and a little bit awkward a little bit quirky there's a lot to say about maintaining your authenticity whether physically or emotionally in the classroom um and that makes your kids more comfortable and makes it easier for them to learn right and it makes you a human being like I think that that's so wonderful when your students are not just seeing you as this like business casual like robot every single day like you coming in dressed as who you are shows them oh you know miss dean's a teacher like she's a person i love how she is or you know i'm gonna remember her because she was so loving and just so comfortable being with us how would you describe your own like classroom personality i heard this term used in college and like i always kind of like wanted to strive to be it where it's like you're a warm demander so it's like, I am very, you know, there are a lot of things that I am not super strict about. You know, if you are a student who needs to move, you can move. If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, get a pencil. Like, I'm not the type of teacher who you have to raise your hand every time you need a tissue or every time you need to uh, stand up. But at the same time, I have very high expectations for my students um, when it comes to our classroom community when it comes to, you know, trying their best and just like how we treat each other. Um, my teacher personality has been very focused on like developing classroom community and 
that is something that I like always pride myself in is because like when we do observations, I always like have like good marks when it comes to like, oh, it's a great classroom community. I, you know, can joke with the kids. I can like be sarcastic with them and they like, like understand that I love them. (laughs) I heard third is so much fun. It is the best grade because they still love their teacher, but they also can do like cool things. Like in third grade, you're learning cool things. So it's like, it's a good balance. You've been talking a little bit more about the mentor teachers that you had when you were a student teacher. Yes. And I want to know more about them. I never planned to be a teacher, so I never student taught or had that experience. But my first two years, I had a co-teacher who had been teaching for like 20 Ooh. years. And he, I, I, I think that I was only a good teacher because he mentored me and I had that opportunity. So I know how important those mentors and being under someone, especially in teaching, can be. Yes. And I want to know about who yours were, what they were like, and what what you took from each of them. When you are in, or when I was in my teaching program, we had so many opportunities to student teach. I think that we had like eight. And then we had a master's internship. So that was nine. Um, and that's like different classrooms. So, or no, five, maybe. Sorry, I can't count. We had a lot of different opportunities to watch different teachers. My master's year, halfway through, I took over for another class. So um, I had gone to like observe this teacher before taking over for her class, like kind of spending time with her, spending time with the class. And she was a younger teacher also. She was just a few few years older than me. And she taught math and science and then co-taught with a different teacher. So this is in third grade, which I had never seen before, like third graders switching classes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And at first I thought I was going to hate it because I'm like, I want my own kids. Like I want to spend the whole day with them. Yeah. Um, but then I ended up loving only teaching math and science. So it was awesome. But this teacher who I observed and like kind of worked with, who I'm still friends with today, she was so on top of everything like she would get there right on time which I have to get there a little early because I need to like have my coffee I need to like settle in but she would get there right on time and then she you know would do whatever um during her planning time she'd get everything done if the kids were like doing a test she was getting things done like it was just like she was on top of things and then when it was time to go she was just like out the door and I was like what and I haven't even like done my first year of teaching yet I'm like this is unheard of like yeah it is no one's doing this <laughs> I was like well I mean I'm gonna do that and you know I'm gonna do my very best during the day and I just I'm at the point where it's like I'm gonna do as much as I can during the time that I'm paid for I'm gonna work and do as much as I can if something does not get done I will do it tomorrow I'm just to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to volunteer for free, which I know is like very controversial. And a lot of people say, or like, there was like a lot of comments on my video talking about that saying that, um, you know, everyone's in different situations. Some people can't do that. And I just feel like, you know, they're kind of relying on teachers to feel that way. 1000% true. 
Yeah. It's 1000% true. And a lot of people don't want to say it out loud, but the reason that teachers are, are, are being treated the way that they are in a lot of circumstances, not all is because we love our jobs. I keep saying we, I'm not a teacher anymore, but we do. Teachers, <laughs> teachers are passionate about their jobs and about their kids. And most of the time, I know that for me, I, ha- I didn't have a problem coming in extra early or staying extra late because mm-hmm. I cared so much about my job. I right. cared so much about my kids. And so I didn't mind not being paid that extra amount. And yeah, that's totally what people are capitalizing off of in order and exploiting in, in teachers and in passionate young teachers. Yes. And I, I, I'm so glad that you had that mentor because they're my first, it took me three years after my fourth and fifth year, I was able to leave pretty much consistently at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. There were so many nights where I was the last one there, 8 PM, 9 PM, like making friends with the janitors so that I didn't get locked in. Mm -hmm. And it must be so simultaneously liberating but I would also be scared emotionally to like actually leave at the end of the day did you experience that I have not experienced like being afraid of leaving or like I just feel like in my brain I'm like as long as I you know am doing my thing and it's working out then I have no reason to just sit here and hang out when I could like go home and you know, well, not just sit there, obviously, but like, you know, go the extra little bit. Um, Because like I said, I just, I know that a lot of teachers are okay with doing that. And that's like, totally fine. I'm not judging other teachers. Um, It's just not what it's not in my journey. I think a lot of people though, um, hear that and think, oh, well, you're not a good teacher. Oh, you don't care. Oh, um, like, if you don't want to, make sure that everything's perfect, then you're probably not a good teacher. And it's, it's, I don't think that's the case. (laughs) So you're able to get everything done in a school day. I'm able to get everything I need to get done in a school day. But once again, I understand that is um, circumstantial. Not all schools have planning. You're just, it sounds like you're very efficient. I try to be. Yeah. And I think that's actually the benefit of having teacher friends is like, I can talk to them at school, but I'll also see them when we go to trivia. I'll also see them when we go out. Like, Do you have <laughs> trivia with your teacher friends? Do you guys every go out on Thursday? We have trivia. And last weekend we went to an Alba night. My husband hates trivia. I love trivia. We've won once, but the place we go, <laughs> if you get last, you also get a gift card. That's what we go for. It's the gift cards. Oh, no. Yeah, I only, I think we got the top three once, and we went every week. You feel so smart. I know. Like, every every time I go, there might be, like, one or two answers that I'm just confident about, and that carries me until the next trivia. Right? Do you have a consistent trivia team name? (laughs) Yes! Yes! Um... Our trivia, this is hilarious, actually. Our trivia team name is Squids and Squirrels. 
And that is actually what I refer to my students as. (laughs) (laughs) So like, you know, some of them are squids and some of them are squirrels. I feel like everyone can like identify as either a squid or a squirrel. What what do you feel like you are? I would say squid. I would also say squid for you, even though this is the first time that we've spoken. (laughs) Um, I think squirrels probably are like hyperactive. And squids are just kind of like, kind of weird, but like also cool. It's just it's a good vibe. The reason that I ask is because I, I I always have a problem with team names. But I remember when I was in college, and we would make it up like every single time something different. But there was always like the top three teams that always won, and you might know <laughs> them too. But they probably are still there and still go to just like all of the trivia's. Do you know their names? Yeah. Well, I don't know the people in the teams, but I well, yes, but their team names. Nine inch males. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, guns are better than women because I can put a silencer on them. Jail. Jail. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> my couch pulls out, but we don't. <laughs> where were these? I mean, I'm laughing, but the place where we go, the team that always wins is called Main Street Nuts. clearly that's the way to win you have to have an absolutely horrific name yeah I agree and then you have to like trade like trademark it like you have to be there every week yes and then then people know your name yes like we've never met main street nuts but we know we know who they are what's Julia like not as a teacher tell me about like your typical weekend Okay, so some things I like to do when I'm not at work, I have a Peloton. So I do the Peloton when I'm not exhausted. I love Cody. I don't have a Peloton, but he is very cute. Yes, I love him. He's amazing. I just did the Britney Spears ride with him yesterday, and it was fabulous. Um, So I, you know, Peloton. I watch a lot of television. (laughs) I like to go out and dance that's like one of my favorite things to do (laughs) just like did you grow up liking to dance I think so for the most part top 10 of like my things to do (laughs) I wouldn't say it's my friend's favorite thing to do but (laughs) I love that because dancing makes me feel weird because I don't know what to do with my body so well you just gotta when I go to like bars and stuff I'm just sitting at the bar drinking and like people watching, which I love. Yes. I love watching. Also a time movie. and place for that. But other people are like, Susie, you look pissed, which is also just my resting bitch face. But they all right. think I'm such a Debbie Downer because I'm, I'm scared to dance. No, we can't be scared. Also, um, you know, there is liquid courage that does help with that. That's you just got to shotgun some of your beers. Oh, <laughs> Can I go off topic and say that your shotgunning series is giving me life? Thank you for I love it. I do love shotgunning things. It's so amazing. And then I met my best friend in college who grew up in the Keys and taught me how to do it by biting into a can. Oh, my gosh. Every time I watch that, I'm like, ah! (laughs) I'm so sorry for giving you a But then you started using your little... Your little necklace. Necklace. One of my friends is um, a dentist. She's a really good friend of mine. And does she just cringe? Not dentist approved. 
every time. Not dentist. <laughs> but you would be surprised at how easy it is to bite through a little aluminum can. I mean, I would not think it would be, but when you do it, it happens so quickly. It's a fun party That's trick cool. to pull out in bars, though, because people just think I'm an idiot. And it's no, crazy. I was going to say you become the coolest person there. Well, it's like, funny that you say that. The most embarrassing thing happened, and I, this was the moment that I realized, like, you're not a cool college kid anymore. <laughs> Two years ago, I went to Orlando with my friend Lucy to see a Ricky Martin concert. <laughs> so she texted me like, amazing. Like I have these two tickets to Ricky Martin and my friend Bale. Do you want to come? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it was Halloween weekend and it was in the part of Orlando. That's not like the Disney part. It was like the UCF part. Uh huh. So after Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias, we went to downtown and we walked into some random bar and I was like, yes, this is this. I, I, I did this in college. I know how to do this. I can be young. I am cool. At this point, like I never felt like I was an adult or an or an older person. I felt like I could totally just seamlessly integrate myself into any college community again. And we were in this bar and we were sitting in a booth and we were like drinking our little drinky drink cocktails and the young college kids were coming in and they were in their costumes and I was like way too drunk. And I was like, you know what's gonna make these college kids think I'm so cool? I'm going to shotgun a beer. Yes. And it was our, I, I already did not make a name for myself. I already just like was on the wrong path because I tapped someone in like a Trojan outfit <laughs> about Greek mythology. Mythology unit and thought I was a fucking weirdo. Oh my God. I, was like, I asked the bartender for a beer in a can, please. <laughs> and I was like, Lucy, Lucy, film this, film this. And I was like hoping people around would like pay attention and think that I was so cool. <laughs> and, like shotgunning this beer, like oh, I'm really getting all eyes on me. And then I was done and like nobody cared. And nobody was listening to me or looking at me. And like the Trojan man next to me just kind of rolled his eyes and I was mortified. That and is. that's when I realized that I was an old adult and that I can't hang out with young kids anymore. And that's when I started really leaning into the brewery scene. Because going yes, to Yes, brewery scene is good. Yes. Going to downtown places after 11 p.m. On Halloween? No. Bad situation all around. Yeah. That is spooky. So I, <laughs> I feel like you say, I need to use the word spooky more to describe it. That's That's but I, so all to say i appreciate <laughs> you appreciate my shotgun series because the Trojan i love it i cannot shotgun but i love watching you shotgun you should try Wonderful. it i have tried oh. <laughs> but 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 i have not tried using the Susie method where you do all the things and you feel for the hole or the bubble and then you oh. just kidding i would not use my teeth because i'd be so scared that they would come out but I would use something else. Well, or maybe I'm someone curious because that was the only way I ever learned how to shotgun. And I only started doing it after college. So what, how do normal people learn how to shotgun beers? What's the Okay, method? this is how I have seen it done before. Um, hold beverage. I've seen it like popped with a key. Right. Like the little hole with the key. And then you kind of do the same thing where you push it all back and then 
pop it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, unleash. I have not tried shotgunning in a long time. So maybe sometime in the near future, I will try again and I'll make sure to keep you updated. Okay. On the progress. That way you can send me some pointers. Yes. And that way, when I go to all these bars that have all the young college kids, I can dazzle them with my skills. Yes. Dazzle them <laughs> up. <laughs> it's a good game day trick. You went to, you went to college after I – when did you start at UF? Um, I started in – I officially started at UF in 2017 because I didn't start until a little later. Damn. That was the year I graduated. There was in Midtown, what was it? Not Grog, but the one next to it. Fat. There is Fats and then what's on top of Fats? Rowdies. There's Rowdies and then I don't there was think there were any doors in the bathroom. Right. Just <laughs> just getting really close and personal with everyone really fast. Way too yeah, many. The whole Midtown area is just like just like chaos. that. <laughs> Just total chaos. Oh my God. Disgusting. I don't know how oh. I, that I was surprised. Surprisingly, I was not like much of a partier in college. I was much more of a happy hour and then go and have a good night of sleep. Person. Uh-huh. And I think that it, I formed that identity because Midtown was so gross. You had sticky feet. Oh. You were spilling their drinks on you sticky feet as soon as you walk into some of these places you're sweating your hair is frizzy you're rubbing up against other sweaty people yeah yeah we always used to refer to like the sludge that was just like on the ground just like drinks and dirt and other things what was your college personality were you a partier I was, in fact, a partier. Uh, I was not in a sorority, but all my friends were. So I just kind of, like, reaped the rewards without having to, like, go to chapter and stuff. (laughs) So it's like I would just, like, you know, join them on their little endeavors. You were talking earlier about your Peloton. And I know that – I don't know if this is recent, but did you start a couple months ago trying to implement, like, a – oh, was it at the beginning of the school year? where you started to implement like an after school routine. Okay. So actually at the beginning of the school year, I thought that I was going to get up before school and work out. And I did do that a few times and I just can't do it. First of all, I don't like washing my hair in the morning and I don't like sweating super early in the morning. So it's like, that was just, it wasn't working for me, but I have been trying to just do it after school which usually works because I'll drink like half of an energy drink at the end of school by the time I get home I'm like okay let's go and then I energy drink works for you yes the Alani new is what I drink oh but I only drink like not a lot because if I drink the whole thing then I am like bouncing off the walls well are you a coffee person yes oh so that (laughs) says a lot Yeah. So in the morning I have my little cup of coffee and then by the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I need a little pick me up. And that's when I'll have the energy drink. But only if I work out, if I don't work out, I don't drink the energy drink. Did you feel good doing the morning workouts when you got to school? 
Like I once did. Fun and then you were out of bed and you didn't have to deal with that anymore. I did like the idea of it because then it's like all day you're just like, I'm done. I don't have to like go home and do the song and dance of like, okay, you need to work out. And it was like, I don't want to. I'm so tired. I know. And with the teaching, it is all encompassing exhaustion. So it sounds like you have, you had two, there are two different challenges. Waking up early to work out is its own challenge because you have to motivate yourself to actually get out of bed before school. Right. And then working out after school is you're completely depleted socially, emotionally, mentally. And then you have to give yourself a pep talk to work out after school. Right. I always come home and I like look at the clock and I'm like, okay, like if it's like 3.30, I'm like, okay, at 4.30, you're going to get up off the couch. You're going to change your clothes and you're going to go outside. And so I'll like lay on my phone for like an hour <laughs> and then like it's 430. I'm like, okay, remember what you said? Remember what we told ourselves? And it works. So I, it works for me most of the time. Like as long as I like think about it a lot and I'm like, okay, 430, get up. <laughs> what made you want to start this routine? Um, I just, I feel better when I'm like being active, um, for like multiple reasons, uh, So, like, mental health reasons, um, just, like, I feel better, like, at school and stuff when I'm more active. So, I wanted to, like, get back into it, like, not every day, but just, like, a few times a week. So, I'm just trying to get myself, because I, like, toe the line with, like, okay, like, listen to your body. If you don't want to work out, don't work out. And I'm like, okay. But I will take that too far, and then I will not, I will do that for weeks and then months, and then... (laughs) I'm like not feeling great. So I try to be on it or I've been trying to be on it. Have you noticed um, a difference since you've been consistent? But yes, I've like since trying to like just be um, thoughtful with it, I guess you could say like just trying to be like, hey, if you don't have anything after school today, you should try to do something active. Um, I do feel so much better. And I know that about myself. That's why it's like when I get off of it, I'm like, okay, let's reel it back in before we go too far. <laughs> That's my problem. I'm either in it or I'm out of it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like a constant like, okay, we're doing so good. We're doing so good. And now we're not doing it at all. <laughs> what yeah. else are you doing to take care of your mental health? Do you have any like routines and rituals that are solely for Julia? Hmm. Well, one thing I've been really trying to practice, which just is going to sound very silly, but I have been trying to just like be comfortable with doing nothing. And like when I say that, it's just like, you know, like when you're doing nothing, like let's say like I wake up on Saturday and I literally just go lay on the couch and kind of just do nothing. And then you feel guilty and you're like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. It's like, it's okay to just do nothing for a little bit. So I've been trying to just be like, it's just, yeah, you need a break. Take the break. We don't need to feel guilty about it. Doing nothing is also doing something because you're resting. So I think that has been good. Just trying to like eliminate the voices telling me like, no, you need to be doing a little laundry. You need to go to the store. You need to be editing your photos or whatever. (laughs) I would love to be a chill girl. I would love to be a chill girl. I am so far from chill. 
I've been trying so hard and I actually have gotten a lot better. I'm not, I'm actually, well, it's kind of becoming like a detriment. I'm not so good at sticking to deadlines anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> but I have been like, oh, like before this podcast, for example, I was setting up my microphone one minute before we were supposed to be on and I was totally chill. Whereas Susie, like three years ago, would have been set up 25 minutes before yes. and would have gotten a snack, put on some lotions, yes. made sure everything's all set up to just sit down. So I've been yeah. like a little bit more, more leaning into my learning how to be type B. It's the chill girl era. Yeah, it, it's chill it's girl era and milf era. Oh, coincide hand yeah. in hand. Being, thank you, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> Chill um, I do need to learn how to be a little bit more laid back in my milk era. It's all about finding my my new identity, my new happy medium. Yes. Yeah. So, have you been successful in being a chill girl? Have your weekends of doing nothing been no? <laughs> in that, yes. In that regard, I have been, and I've okay. been like trying to, you know, like explain it because people are like or my mom will be like you know you can't like we got to do stuff we got to do like but like it's okay to relax like relaxing is still doing something like you do need to relax from time to time so it's like that's okay like you've worked hard you deserve it like you deserve to sit down and have your coffee on the couch and watch a movie (laughs) like I do want to say and I'm sure that you're going to agree with this um I just am thinking of this because you said you deserve to have a coffee. Sometimes when we're learning how to be chill and to relax, we don't have to deserve something. Right. That also. (laughs) You and I probably have experienced a lot of our lives. I know in high school it was very unhealthy, but I, I would reward myself at the end of the night with eating dinner or showering. I'd be like, I cannot enjoy a shower or enjoy dinner until I know that everything's done. And I've been learning over the past, like, I don't know, five years that I don't always have to deserve these treats. Right. You don't have to earn the treat. Like it's like we're on some sort of like incentive system where it's like, okay, I went to work all day, all week. So now I get to do this. And it's like, what? I know. know. And you know, a lot of the European countries have this down pat. Have you heard of Huga? I have not. <gasps> Julie, you'll have to look it up. You're going to go into a complete rabbit hole. If you're what is interested. it called? It's all about eight. Okay. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. It's the Danish art of cozy living. <gasps> I want cozy living. I know. But I mean, that's just like part. A lot of these European countries are so good at just experiencing pleasure and enjoyment without having to deserve it just doing it for the sake of pleasure and enjoyment and I want to embody that so badly right and not feeling like your enjoy all of your like treats and all of your happiness has to be tied to like well how hard did I work this week like did I get through it did I have any mental breakdowns like I need to have a perfect week to get my special treat but speaking of treats you do have a (laughs) Friday treat yes okay that yeah so saying that also, on the other side of things, um, I, you know, have posted that I like to get myself, you know, a Friday treat for getting through the week. And some people thought that that was kind of like the idea of like wishing the week away. But I see it more as like, 
it makes me excited. Like, like I, I am 100% the person who loves having things to look forward to. Like if I go on a trip, I'm thinking of like, what's next? Like, I like to like always have something like, I'm so excited about that. Like, I can't wait. So like having the Friday treat, I'm like, Ooh, it's almost Friday. Get to go to Starbucks. I also love looking forward to things. And it has gotten me through a lot and it's helped me be very successful. And I'm, I wonder if you also deal with this, do you ever feel like your life is just looking forward to the next thing and you have trouble being present? Okay. So I have previously felt like this before, but actually within the past like few months has been the first time that I've actually felt like I have. Okay. So as an example, usually you know, I get really excited for Christmas and like, I love Christmas time. And then I get like really, really sad when it's over. Like, I just like, usually I'm like, like a gray cloud of just like, I'm so sad that it's over. I was having so much fun. Um, so this was actually the first year where like, I had like a fab, like an awesome holiday season, like with my family and like doing stuff, I did, like all the fun Christmas stuff. And then afterwards I was like, Oh, I like, I feel like that was just a great time. Like, I, I didn't feel sad because of it. And I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, that's like the first time that I actually was just like present yeah. and just like enjoyed it. Yeah. And then was like, I love that. Awesome. Yay. Is that something I don't know that you had to why that happened? <laughs> you don't know why that happened? I'm not sure like what shifted in my brain to make me feel that way. But I was just like very, like very conscious of it. I was like, that's so weird. Like I just felt so like, present I didn't feel like it flew by I was just like that was nice that was my I'm glad that you said that because that was my next question was that was that a intent was that an intentional choice or experience but have you been continuing to feel like you've been able to be present now that we're in February like was January present yeah I I think that that's just been something that I've been trying like because I I hate the fact that like I get so excited about something and then feel so sad about it afterwards. Like it's kind of like, well, you're feeling so sad about something that was just so fun or so awesome. Um, so I've been trying to just be like present more so and um, just kind of like do everything that you can to like have the best time ever and then try to think of it positively instead of it being over. <laughs> I want to know how you grew up because you're talking about your mom a lot. Do you have a good relationship? Yes. My mom and I are very close. We do a lot of stuff together. Do you have siblings? I have one sibling. I have a brother. He's younger than me. How much younger? He is going to be 23 this month. He was born on 2-22-2000. So he turned 22 last year on 2-22-22. That's a little fun fact. But you're, are you, I am an only child, so I have no idea what it's like to have siblings, but I do have two, only, I have only two first cousins. I have a very small family and growing up, not anymore, but growing up, they hated each other. Mm -hmm. So for most of my life, that was the only experience that I had with what sibling relationships were like. And then growing up, I would say to people, oh, you have a sibling. Do you like them? (laughs) Older people would more and more be like, yeah. Like right. My, yeah, I like my brother. We're like yeah. really close. Right. And then you look at me like a weirdo, but I still right. want to know. So do yes. you like your brother? I I do like my brother. I would say I love my brother. Um, 
you know, we have had our ups and downs, just like you were saying, like the younger that you are, I feel like it's more like, no. Um, and like, you don't get along because you're living in the same house and you're just at each other's throats constantly about the most ridiculous things. Um, but no, we are, uh, we have a good relationship now. So that's good. We've are you made it with your mom. Are we both what? Close with your mom. Or is like, um, your mom a thing? Yes. I feel like, yeah, my brother's close. He's also really close to my dad because they are in like the same business. Like they both work with cars. So they like bond on that. They bond about football. They bond like all the, you know, boy stuff. Yeah. But like my mom and I, like we have Disney passes. So we always go to like Disney together, which is really fun. I used to be a pass holder. It's so, so fun. We're going to go um, monorail bar hopping uh, in March. What? Which you don't have to have a pass to do. Because you I could just technically. So, okay. The monorail, like, that goes to Magic Kingdom, it goes through three hotels. Right. So, those hotels have bars in them. So, you, you Uber to the ticket center, <laughs> hop on, and then you just go to each hotel, hit up all the bars, go to the next one, go to so I'm excited. Have you done this before? No, but I saw a TikTok of someone doing that, and I was like, "How have I not thought of this?" So what like, is it? The Contempo, the Grand Floridian, and the Polynesian. the Polynesian. Okay. When are you going? In March, during our spring break. You have okay. Do you have you gone to um, drink around the world with your mom? Yes, we did that for my 21st birthday. I <laughs> was that your first time drinking or drinking around the world? No, drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to that. Drinking around the world. Yes, that was my first time drinking around the world. Okay, I want you it was to tell so me fun. your experience, and I need to tell you mine because there's um, a, a, a mentality that you have to have to successfully drink around the world that I didn't have. <laughs> um. Well, what? So here's the thing. Um, my mom and I love wine. Um, so, you know, we're kind of starting, we're having a few drinks. Then we end up in Italy. Is it Italy? Is that where the wine is? Yes, I think so. And there's this like place where they just sell like glasses of wine for like $8, which is like not bad in comparison to like the other drinks. Right. Yeah. So then we sit at this table outside and we just get like multiple glasses of wine. We're just like watching all the families walk by. Like, we just kept having glasses of wine and sitting there and having glasses of wine. <laughs> Love that for your 21st birthday. And we always Uber. So we just, like, That's Ubered amazing. back to the hotel. You, it sounds like you did it right. Yes. My was, first time. What did you do? <laughs> I went with my now husband. And we walked in. And we were like, we are going to drink at every single country before the day is over. And I threw up out of my nose. No. <laughs> I out of your nose. Oh, I didn't think that people actually that did that. Painful sounding. It was. Oh um, my gosh! Did you at least finish drinking around the world and then throw up out of your nose? No, no I rallied. <laughs> <laughs> and that is iconic. And that is a sleigh. I, and you know, it was awesome. So we, we were drinking and we were drunk and we ran into a couple that we just kind of became friends with. And then we were 
drinking around the world with them. And then I was like, you know, Robbie, I need to go to the bathroom really quick. I'll be right back. And that's when I threw out, threw up out of my nose. And then as soon as I walked out of the bathroom, Mickey was there. Okay. Mickey was walking through the gate from the character area. And you know how hard it is. Like when Mickey or Minnie are out, the line is forever long. Yes. They're not there for that long. And Mickey was walking out and I was walking past and I was like the first one to see Mickey. And so I was like, I have to <laughs> capitalize on this. I just run up out of my nose. <laughs> I called my husband and I said, you have to come find me and take a picture with me and Mickey. I'm the first one in line. And then I made him leave our new couple friends and take a picture of me and Mickey. And I'll have to show it. Um, let me show it to you really quick. That is literally hilarious. And now you have this picture to cherish forever to remember throwing up out of your nose in the Disney bathroom. Yes. And it's, it's a cute picture and it's a fine picture, but every time I see it, I'm like, I was three minutes past <laughs> throwing up out of my nose for the first time, which again, I didn't know actually happened. Um, so this is all to say as well, if you are going to drink around the world, <laughs> carefully choose what countries you're going to based on their menu before you go, instead of choosing to drink at every place. Yes. Also make sure that you're using the bathroom right by the character spot. That yes. way you can maybe see Mickey. Um, damn it. My, it's not loading. It'll come back later. Okay. I do have um, five questions for you that I want to ask. Uh. Number one, have you ever hidden from a student before school? Yes. Yeah. Meaning that they wanted to hang out in your classroom or talk to you and you just pretend you weren't there. I cannot do that. If it's not the time, I'm not ready. I need it to be like on the time that we start for me to be like full teacher mode. In my classroom, if you don't move, the lights will just shut off by themselves. So sometimes they don't see me if like I'm in the corner and when they go off, I just let them go off. (laughs) Like nobody's in here. So you just sit there and wait in silence. Right. Like on my computer, but it doesn't see me. So yes, I will hide because I can't handle. Question number two, what's your take on class rings? Class rings? Like that (laughs) you get in high school? (laughs) Yeah. What's your take? What's your hot take? Okay. So hot take. I did not have a class ring because my soccer team or wait did I get no I didn't order a class ring I did not order a class ring but because my soccer team won states when I was in so I had a state ring <laughs> so not, I don't think a lot of people got class rings from my graduating class so I don't think it was a vibe what's your go-to appetizer order Ooh, okay go-to appetizer order i love some like loaded nachos with like jalapenos and sour cream um so probably like loaded nachos just with like all the stuff on them good choice what's your favorite way to wake up in the morning and when i ask that question i mean wake up like get with it do you what is your favorite way to like wake up your brain in the morning Okay, so I get up and then I immediately make my coffee while I'm like getting ready. Like I get it started and then I like wash my face. That usually helps. And then when I'm like doing my makeup, which I'm a floor makeup girl where I sit on the floor in front of my mirror and do my makeup. And I listen to the My Favorite Murder podcast. (laughs) 
which is just great at like 5 30 a.m what's your best way to unwind on a friday after school? <laughs> oh <laughs> on a friday yes, yes. well Hmm, my best way to unwind. Well, I love practicing, uh, you know, my doing nothing after just coming home and just like sitting on the couch. Um, I also love a glass of wine. Um, I also love on Fridays or like Saturdays, just like being okay, fully leaning in to just like ordering myself food, like not cooking. Like I get to that day and I'm just like, oh, you don't have to cook. It's Friday. Like you don't have to cook. Just order yourself something. What a way to cap off like your Friday treats, right? Your Starbucks. Like it's in the just morning. like, girl, lay down, take a load off. Good, right? If I'm not like doing plans or anything, that's just like my chill. Thank you so much for being with me, Julia. You have been such a true delight. I have been a big fan of you for a long time. And I'm so glad that now that we're talking, I feel like we are very similar and I feel like we are friends and you are so much fun to hang out with. And I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be on Susie's podcast. I have felt like we've like been friends, like having this call. I'm like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna like FaceTime. Like, I feel like we've been friends. (laughs) So I'm glad that we're like fully, you know, making it happen. So glad the feeling is mutual. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a comment. You guys have no idea how much that carries me through, brings me so much joy, and it helps other people find this podcast that might find a little bit of value in it. I hope you guys have the best day ever. Mistine loves you. Same time next week. Bye.